Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, two men go up to the temple to pray. One we know as a Pharisee, the other the publican, the tax collector. From everything that we can see from outside, how they present themselves, what they do in the world, we think we know who is the righteous one. It is, of course, the Pharisee. For as he himself says, he fasts twice a week, so you can see when he dines. And you can also see that he gives, he tithes of everything that he possesses. He does not extort people. He's just in his dealings with others. He does not have a woman on the side. He's not an adulterer. And he's especially not like the other guy, the tax collector, one whom Israel resented mightily because they represent everything against Israel, foreign power, pagan power over them. And yet, as I have these past few Sundays been pointing to, of course, the truth is deeper. For the truth comes forth from one's heart, not just what you can see and observe, but what actually happens from within. The fathers have much to say about two particular sins that are closely wed to each other that are some of the most damaging, darkening, destructive passions, vices. That is malicious gossip and the passing of judgment. Now we're going to need a definition of malicious, malicious, (laughs) malicious, Gossip, gossip. I'm just going to say gossip. (laughs) And judgment. This sinus thing is making, I'll blame it on that. (laughs) There you go. But we're going to need a definition for gossip and judgment. Because let's be honest. How do you all define gossip or judgment? I don't know about you. But I define it pretty, very, very, very specifically. It's not the other things that I do, right? So St. Dorotheus of Gaza says, Malicious gossip is to talk about your neighbor's sins and mistakes. For example, to say that someone lied or became angry or committed fornication. That's malicious gossip. Saying any of this, St. Dorotheo says, is denigration. That is to say, speaking maliciously against somebody, talking maliciously about his sin, is gossip. That is probably a little bit of a wider definition of gossip than you probably have in your head. Or at least you have the idea of what gossip is. But let's be honest, when we actually boil it down... We give ourselves a lot of uh, get-out-of-jail-free cards here where we allow ourselves the option of, I'm not really gossiping, I'm not really doing this thing as I talk about other people's sins. Now, tightly related to this is judgment. St. Dorotheos tells us, passing judgment 
is when you condemn the actual person, saying he is a liar, or that he is bad-tempered, or a fornicator. So there's a difference. Gossip is just talking about the fact that somebody has done something, and then judgment, according to St. Dorotheos, is actually saying they are that passion, right? They are a liar. They are bad-tempered. They're a fornicator. For in saying this, we are condemning the entire disposition of his soul and drawing a conclusion about his whole life, saying that he is like this and condemning him accordingly. It's one thing to say someone got angry. And according to St. Dorotheos, this is still sin to talk about somebody to someone else and say, I've got a story for you. You should hear this. Or even without that, right? Just in passing. And then there is the condemnation, the moving to the next level of saying somebody is this thing and condemning them. This is hard hitting. It's very easy, I think, for us as we have this particular pericope put before us every year as we prepare for Lent to know that we're not supposed to be like the Pharisee. We need to be like the publican. But every year, let's just, we don't have to put it at an annual cycle. Let's do it at a daily cycle. We forget and our lips betray us because out of the depths of our heart proceeds what we really think, what we really feel, what we really believe. And stray comments or entire afternoons spent in talking and condemning or at least gossiping. St. John Chrysostom says no sin is worse nor easier. That's part of the rub of this particular vice. It's the worst, partly because it's so easy. St. Dorotheos agrees, because part of the reason why it is worse, why it's so damaging to us, is because we are putting ourselves in the place of God. We become the judge. We usurp God, and we put ourselves in that place. St. John of the Latter tells us malicious gossip is the offspring of hatred. We're going to get a little bit deeper here. It's subtle, yet coarse disease. A leech, lurking, unfelt, wasting and draining the blood of charity. That's an image. A leech Lurking, unfelt. Can you imagine finding a leech on you? (laughs) Unfelt. It's been draining the blood and it's not just your life force, but it really is. It's it's your charity. It's your love. St. John continues, it is simulation of love. It's make-believe love. And it is the patron of a heavy an unclean heart, the ruin of chastity. I want to take little parts of what St. John of the Ladder says. A simulation 
of love. Look at the Pharisee. (laughs) Is this not the simulation of love? The pantomime of love? The seeming acts of love? He does all of this for God. He sacrifices. He fasts. But where is his love for others? It's all an act. And our hypocritical tendency is to vindicate ourselves specifically by condemning other people. There's something about being able to see particular vices in others, the Father say, because it's a way of kind of self-deception. We can see it because we know it, right? This type of judgment does not arise out of concern for others, but for an actual hatred. It's a mask of philanthropy, of love for others. It heaps accusations and insults. It sets ourselves up as teachers, right? Because we know better. That's why we can see. That's why we can gossip. That's why we can judge. It puts ourselves in the position of teacher, even though we're unworthy to be a student. This is why Christ calls one a hypocrite. Indeed, you who are so strict about the behavior of others and can discern even the smallest mistakes, how can you show so little concern for your own actions that even big mistakes are ignored? seems to obviously be echoing something else that our Lord said. Right? right? I have 20-20 vision for the speck in my brother's eye. Let me help you with that tiny little flaw. While, of course, the humor of it, right, is we have a two-by-four sticking out of our head as we're trying to do meticulous eye work. Can you imagine a doctor coming in who's going to work on your eye? Who has, I don't know, maybe just an eye patch on? You'd say, hold on a second. I don't think I want you to touch my eye. And yet we, in our mask of philanthropy, right? Our mask, our simulation of love, look to others, gossip and judge. I don't want to spend too much time on the leech, but I think that we need to, maybe this is what we need to start considering as like our go-to animal. If there's a representation in God's kingdom of a vice, leech is a probably pretty strong one. It gets the ick factor pretty high in us, right? Children, do you know what a leech is? Wow, okay, literate. Okay. Gossip. Judgment is like a leech. Think of this as we find ourselves and those words going forth from our mouth, welling up in our heart. It sucks the life and the love out of us. It absolutely kills prayer. Now, it might not kill prayers being said, What is the Pharisee doing? He's gone up to the temple. He has the intention of, and he goes to church, right? He's in temple. But what does the gospel tell us? Who is the Pharisee praying to? Himself. 
I remember hearing this all the time growing up, right? Publican and Pharisee. But then it really only occurred to me a year or two ago in reading, coming to this pericope and just saying, whoa. He can't even get out of himself. He thinks he's praying. He's talking to himself. He's like a peacock strutting around. Look at my glory. Look at what I've done. And in the midst of all this and not talking to God, he's of course disparaging everyone else around him. Specifically somebody standing next to him in the temple. And not just thank you, you know, not just a a condemnation, but thank you that I'm not like him. That I'm not him. You can see why St. John of the Ladder calls gossip and judgment the patron of a heavy and unclean heart. That it comes from hatred. A heavy and unclean heart is going to do everything it possibly can to cover for itself. And a lot of that has to do with looking outside and finding whatever it is that we ourselves struggle with and finding it elsewhere. This is why we need to take a look at the publican. Because he's not even got his eyes to see who's with him in the temple. He is just crying out, Lord, have mercy. We can overcome this particular leech, this vice. We are heading into a time where there's a particular prayer that we're going to have repeated throughout the weekdays. St. Ephraim's prayer. And maybe this particular Lent, if this is a particular leech that you struggle with, that you focus on that part of the prayer to not attend and judge your brother. So some practical advice. What do the fathers say about dealing with this particular sin? Here's some things that we need to avoid. First is refuse to listen to gossip. Because the fathers say to actually entertain and participate, to talk about the gossip, is to actually participate in it. St. John Chrysostom says, do you have praise for anyone? This is the response that you're to give. Because this is a delicate situation, right? It would be very easy to say, no, no gossip for me, right? And then you've made a really awkward situation. But here's what St. John Chrysostom suggests. Here's something that you could say. We can translate this in a 21st century East Tennessee English, but I'm going to stick with what St. John says, right? Do you have praise for anyone? My ears are open to receive myrrh. Do you want to make accusations? My ears are closed because I cannot tolerate dung and mud being poured into them. Quite a strong thing to say. I don't suggest that starting off. (laughs) But I do think it serves as a reminder, right? Because it's so easy for us to be 30, 45 minutes into roasting somebody when we could change the subject, right? We can praise the person. 
It's, the modern fathers talk about basically making excuses for them. St. John of the Latter advised us to say, Stop, brother. I fall into worse sins every day, so how can I criticize him? This is like the publican move, right? Basically, I hear you, but you know what? I'm worse than that, so let's talk about my sins. <laughs> Do not reproach someone, but distance yourself, right? This is one of those, as it's subtle but coarse diseases, as St. John the Latter tells us. It's subtle. To engage and encourage gossip is to be guilty of gossip. There's another thing to avoid. Avoid curiosity and meddling. You don't need to know about anyone else's business, what they struggle with. You don't need to be curious about it. You don't need to occupy yourself with anyone else. Look at the, the Pharisee. The tax collector's just coming to the temple to repent. And the, he's picking on him. I doubt they even know each other. Maybe they know each other because the Pharisees had to pay taxes to him. That might be the case. But stick to yourself. As the fathers and our way of translating, right? Keep your eyes on your own plate. Worry about as we go into this fast what it is that you are fasting from. Worry about what you are doing for your spiritual life. Things that we need to do to grow. We need to attend to ourselves and become aware of our own sins and repent. Part of the challenge is that we're always looking outside of us when we need to be looking within. This is the fathers encourage us to attend to ourselves. We have plenty enough to repent of. Why do we need to worry about repenting of somebody else's sins? Which we're just not actually doing. We're condemning them. Demonstrate, number two, demonstrate genuine interest for each of our brethren. How do you extinguish the offspring of hatred? You grow in charity and love. Number three, reflect on the brethren with charity and focus on their good points. A man who toils spiritually justifies his brother and condemns himself. Charitable thoughts are the eyes of benevolence through which the saints see. If you can't see anything but evil, start looking for ways in which, even if it's the most simplest thing, they know how to dress themselves, right? Like they know how to, I don't know, right? Come up with things. Heap praise. And ultimately, pray for others. Don't be the Pharisee. And when you realize that you're talking to yourself, turn to God. Pray. Repent. Keep a little, as we say at every Vespers, right? Keep a guard over our mouth so that we may find salvation and not ourselves in the judgment place, but God, Christ, who is the good judge. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.